Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Single Simulcast episode 297. Shantae's here. I'm here. That's it. Summer guests continue, but you know, sometimes you just want to kick it with the fam. So, um, we're going to start off hot with this <laughs> one. Um, apparently, there's this guy who's like really well known in jazz, and I love jazz. I love it. I love it to pieces. Um, and this guy has been um, in the industry for at least since the 80s. Um, He's performed all over the world. Um, he's done wonderful, wonderful avant-garde type music. Like this guy is literally a um, like almost a deity in the world of jazz, in my opinion. Um, and his little brother Winton um, has issues with hip hop. I don't even know if it's his little brother. They could be the same age. They could be twins. But this nigga talking like me too. All like 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 I need some attention too, real quick. So he's acting like the, the whole thing. Um, trumpeter Winton Marcellus didn't hold back during a new interview in which he discussed the impact rap music has on the black community. Is my voice hotep enough? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I should get more militant. Hold on, hold on. Van Glorious. This is protected by the red, the black. Okay, I got it. People wow. hip hop is more damaging to African Americans than st- I can't do this without laughing at his ass. Um bum ass. Uh, he believes hip-hop is more damaging to African-Americans than statues of the Confederate leaders who fought to preserve slavery. In a recent interview with journalist Jonathan Capehart on his Cape Up podcast, Caping for Confederate Statues, see how that works? Like He was like, I'm going to pick a theme, I'm going to attack it, and I haven't put out music in like 30 years. I'm a bum-ass nigga, just a bum. Um, Marcellus shared that he's never been fond of the vulgarity some rappers spew on the microphone, mostly because they don't sample his music. (laughs) So he puts out music and nobody, everybody, here's the fucked up part that is so sincere. He puts out music and everybody thinks his brother did it. (laughs) That's, that's the dirty part. Uh, he puts on music and everybody's like, damn, your brother's dope. And he's like, that wasn't my brother. That was me. Yeah, right. Whatever, nigga. You shouldn't <laughs> be saying that. You wouldn't be saying that if you didn't listen to hip hop. Listen to my music. I, I, I love the good jazz where they go. I love all jazz. That's why I'm able to fuck with jazz and make fun of it. You can't make fun of jazz, but I can make fun of jazz. You you're not in it. Is is that how it works? Is that 
like because now you know how straight white male is the new n word. <laughs> I'm feeling no, a certain sort of way today, but you can't talk about straight white males. Only we can talk about straight white males. Said straight white males who never talk about each other and never put each other on front street because why fuck with the status quo? Anyways, back to this little nigga. Um, quote. My words are not that powerful. No, they're not. You're a jazz musician. You don't even sing. Um, I started saying in 1985, I don't think we should have a music talking about niggas and bitches and hoes. Wait, what? What? In 1985, nigga, what? In 85, Run DMC was doing my Adidas. What? 1985? Not what? NWA didn't even get around to like 89, nigga. What what kind of future are you li- are you cable? Are you cable? What? I was saying in 1985 we didn't need this music that's coming up pretty soon that talks about niggas and bitches and hoes. And I will completely say that there's rappers who with their music with their lyrics rather did have an effect on my life and likely had an effect on many people's lives in regards to how uh, especially how black women were viewed through their eyes I will say that wholly and and, and wholeheartedly Um, you know it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago when I, or a couple of days ago when I read it in an article that it was like, you know what? Snoop really did have a song called Bitches Ain't Shit. But my nigga. I hate saying but, but my nigga. You really putting that up against Confederate soldiers who contributed to slavery? For real? On the one side... We have Robert E. Lee. On the other side, we have worse behavior. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not, but he is specifically talking about the statues. So it seems like he's salty about, well, not salty, but he's talking about like one being worse or better or whatever. It's just they both have been, okay, so the problem with with Winton and what he's talking about is how he's trying to compare the two as if one is worse or better than the other when both of them have been impactful. You know, it's impactful for us, for a statue to be in a park and it's a Confederate general knowing that history, you know, that's something you got to walk by. That's something that your kids got to play by. That may be something that you've played by, you know, if that's where you're, if that's where you live, if that's in your town. So, but at the same time, Rap music has been impactful, mm-hmm. you know, for better and for worse. So this idea that hip hop is worse than these statues is just silly. It's just like a it's a it's a corny comparison, I guess, is basically where I'm coming from with it. It's just like okay, and nigga, so what? Like you you on some bullshit? It's a, it's a corny comparison, you know. They by comparing them, it makes it seem like one or the other isn't impactful. There is a valid argument 
to the fact that hip hop is problematic and has been problematic. But this nigga been saying this is 85. <laughs> this nigga been every time something happened, he was like, yeah, but hip hop. I feel like he's been doing that since 85. Like the Berlin Wall came down and he was like, yeah, but hip hop. And the Ku Klux Klan rose back up and he was like, yeah, but hip hop. R. Kelly, what? What about hip hop? Sagging pants, that's because of hip hop. Like, I feel like this dude has just been on a whole nother level hating hip. I bet you he wanted to freestyle when he was younger. I bet you. <laughs> I bet you. He was like, my name is Winton and nothing rhymes with Winton. Get the fuck off the stage. I hate y'all and I hate hip hop. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little microphone too. I can cipher. <laughs> he went on to say, it's just like the toll the minstrel show took on black folks and on white folks. Cause all lives matter. Now all this nigger, this bitch, that hold that. That's just a fact at this point. When asked about Kanye's latest claims about politics and race, Marcellus dismissed the rapper quote. I would not give seriousness to what he said in that way. Okay. This guy is making products. It's not like, Martin Luther King said it. A person who knows or who is conscious of a certain thing. He's entitled to whatever it is he wants to say. The quality of his thought is in the products he makes. This nigga hates hip hop. I I mean, we may be without a Martin Luther King. We may be without a, a, a Malcolm X in our lives right now. But to completely discount somebody's thoughts just because they rap. Nigga, I could discount all your thoughts because you haven't made a quality lyric in 33 years. Zip it up and I'll zip it up. Zip That's a jazz lyric. <laughs> right there alongside James Brown's Hey! You can't tell me, look, you are a talented musician, I think. I don't know. I keep confusing you for your brother. Like, I want to call you Bradford so badly. I think. Were you? Wait. Wait. Were you on that NBA All-Star tape, like, in 1995? Was that you? Nope, that was your brother, too. Wow. This nigga useless. Wow. It's, it's, It's like. My mama loves jazz, right? Loves it. Norman Brown, Najee, Boney James, um, the Jazz Masters. Uh, let me see, who else? Um, golly, what's the dude's name? Victor. Victor Wooten. Um, Gerald Albright. Like, we love jazz in this family. We do jazz. There's a name that hasn't been mentioned in that motherfucking group. It's this nigga right here. And again, 
look, not all not all opinions are going to be popular opinions, which is why people say this is going to be an unpopular opinion. But for you to say this and then say that you don't listen to the thoughts of anybody who performs hip-hop because they do hip-hop, that's that's just special. You just, you sound real salty right now. And I'm still trying to figure out the whole how you knew that they was going to be talking about bitch and hoes back in 1985 when the worst thing that was out in that day and age was Brass Monkey. Niggas was scared to say anything in 85. Do you remember rap back in 85? Let me remind you. Um, Fly girl. That that was in 85. Also in 85. Um, I don't even think Funky Beat was out in 85. Maybe One Love. LL Cool J might have been talking about how he couldn't live without his radio. This is the hardcore hip-hop that you're afraid of right yeah. now. This this that real shit. Shit that make you feel shit. Dump them in the club shit. It definitely sounds full of shit about the whole bitches and hoes thing. It just, it just doesn't seem like... At the same time, it feels like that... They were still talk, speaking of women in that kind of way. They were partying, getting high. Like, I remember Wild Style or a different uh, movie. But Busy B was, you know, in the back of the limousine with the ladies, you know, smoking his herb and, you know, doing shit that people do now. It just sounded more fun. It looked more fun then mm. than it does now. You know, it looked more it looked like what he was doing was fun. It was cool where now you get people who is just like, oh, no, you shouldn't do. You know, it, it's it, the, the imagery is different. But mm-hmm. I think when you look back on it th- now with, you know, we just it just looks fun. It doesn't look like anything ne- possibly negative, even though he's doing things that people might perceive as negative now. Yeah, that, that, I mean, there were definitely problematic niggas or problematic rappers uh, back in the 80s. Um, there was a group. Uh, that came out called UTFO. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That one of their favorite words was skeezer. Um, which that's such an old man term now because that's literally it lived and died in the early eighties. Um, but their thing was skeezer pleaser, like I want you, you skeezer, and all that kind of stuff. That's and when I was a kid, it just sounded so stupid because it sounded like mosquito that I just was like, okay, but it's still stuck in my head. So, um, I know that there are, there were rappers who were, uh, in 85, UTFO came out with their first album. So I know that there were rappers in 85 who did have things that he wasn't feeling. Uh... But they weren't calling people niggas and bitches and hoes. So, like, I'm still trying to figure out how he figured that out in 85. Like, I'm nobody's going to be able to explain that to me. Um, Yeah, it's just bad nostalgia. That's what it that's what it is. It's people, you know, they know they had a feeling about something like he might have felt some kind of way about hip hop. Then it's his fault. I will always not hesitate to blame Wynton Marcellus 
um, for being just such an evil little brother. And <laughs> here's the thing. He assisted, he assisted the New Orleans mayor, Mitch Landrew, in removing a statue of the Confederate Army commander, Robert E. Lee. He helped him take it down. But still believes hip-hop has more of a negative impact on black folks. I feel like that's much more of a racial issue. See, he's full of shit. I feel like that's much more of a racial issue than taking Robert E. Lee's statue down. There's more niggers in there. (laughs) There's more niggers in that than there is in Robert E. Lee's statue. That makes no yeah, sense. He's, just, man, he's so full of shit. Right? Oh, he's man. just crazy. He's crazy full of shit. Because the whole thing is, it's like, okay, there's people who were fight. I'm sure we're fighting against that statue coming down and ignoring the impact of, you know, probably saying that the Civil War wasn't really about slavery and shit. So, he's full of shit. He's just stupid. But he wants you to like him more than you like his brother. Please like me more than you like my brother. That's important. Um, so the NFL is uh, thinking about some rule changes, um, like some things to bring in for the next season. I don't know. I didn't watch last season. I didn't miss it one bit. Like it was peaceful. To have a Sunday where there was like no need to watch football. And I made it all the way through until like the playoffs. At which point people started talking about stuff. And I was like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. But then again, it spread all the way out to basketball. Because I haven't really watched the playoffs this season for basketball. I haven't watched the basketball season. Sports are too long. Like their seasons are way too long. There's no way you can convince me to watch a baseball season. None. 162 oh. games. That's madness. Yeah, that's way too, I mean, that's from, golly, you go through like three, di- almost three different seasons. No, you do go through three, three different seasons. I mean, because it starts in the spring, goes through the summer, and ends in the fall. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that's a, th- baseball is a very, very, very long season. And white. And it's also um, <laughs> one of those things where you'll like, Know a team, and your team will be in first place, and you'll celebrate, and like a week later, they're in last place after going on a 15-game losing streak. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? But as my daddy explained it to me before he packed his bags and left, um, there, there's a – the reason why baseball is able to have such a long season is because everybody stands out in the field, but the only important person, the pitcher, gets changed out every game. They have a rotation. The NFL's making up new rules that's going to make all of y'all say, fuck them niggas. On Tuesday, the NFL owners put three hours aside for a privileged session to speak amongst themselves and family members about the most sensitive of topics. Domestic violence? Women's rights. How to finally pay the cheerleaders what they are worth in a professional league where they are also professionals. Huh? Bringing back celebrations. Huh? Nah, none of that. One thing they talked about, though, was how the league will handle players kneeling during the national anthem going forward. 
an idea being floated in the room goes like this. It would be up to the home team on whether both teams come out from the locker room for the anthem, and should teams come out, 15-yard penalties could be assessed for kneeling. Now, just to remind y'all, back in the day, the NFL didn't give a flying fuck about the anthem. They didn't give a shit about the anthem. Nobody came out. Nobody was there. There wasn't anybody like, airplanes flying over the top or anything like that nobody cared about the anthem it wasn't a real thing folks still stayed in their locker rooms they listened to music did some drugs watched willie beeman's music video nobody cared about the anthem until like out of nowhere the armed forces paid them money to sponsor them and then they cared about the anthem they cared about it a whole lot they had like a billion reasons to care about the anthem So now all of a sudden, they're talking about giving 15-yard penalties for players who kneel. That's so silly. It's so silly. It's just like, why can't these men just kneel and you, as an organization, ignore that shit? Just let them kneel. And then it's just done. Like I don't under, I don't understand giving people like it's just gonna add more attention to it. If you got if you really got a problem with some shit, just let that shit go. Like this is nothing. Like this isn't. You're not gonna die behind somebody kneeling. Like the NFL as an organization isn't gonna die. So why? Oh, it's just it's really annoying. It's just annoying that they're that they're going this far with it because it felt like it blew over. You know what I'm saying? Like by the time the Super Bowl came and everything like it didn't blow over as far as Colin Kaepernick was concerned. But it felt like that shit was over by the time the Super Bowl came. Shantae, do you know how hard it is to ignore somebody who drops down to one knee? While everybody else is standing around them. Do you know how hard it is to to not see that person who literally drops lower than everybody else? Almost out of sight. It's impossible. <laughs> to not pay attention to the person who literally drops from six feet down to three feet. Behind people who are six feet. So then they can... You know, protest what they believe in. It's impossible to do that. Okay. I just need to be more sympathetic to to rich white eyes, I guess. (laughs) It's like what Drax said in uh, Infinity War. If I move slow enough, I'm almost invisible. (laughs) Watch me eat this chip. It's that same thing. Like, they are just, no matter what Colin does, no matter what Eric does at this point in time, no matter what Michael does, no matter what Richard Sherman does, at this point in time, white eyes are trained to follow them. And it's like, this is what's important to y'all. Y'all got a chance to really make a statement against domestic violence, and this is what's important to you. Okay. I won't be back. 
which isn't hurting the well it is hurting the league but it's also hurting the players and it's hurting the fight because they're just going to continue to say people left because they keep kneeling (sighs) folks are stupid here's a question for you Shantae if a person wins a lottery should they be kept anonymous oh yeah I know everybody doesn't want it and some people are, are fine with you know, letting everybody know that they won. But if a person wants to be anonymous, yes. I'm curious to know who the fuck these people are who wants everybody to know they won the lottery. I don't want none of y'all. I want y'all to think spontaneous combustion is the reason why I disappeared. (laughs) I think they're just, I think they're, well, one, there's probably people who are naive, you know, and then there are the people who aren't, uh, they just don't think bad things are going to happen to them. Bad thing happens Um, to all of y'all. You know? Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't, you know, they're, they're naive. People recognize the, the possible danger. What amount of money would make you not want to be anonymous? Not, oh, probably like 100K. I can see that. I want a hundred thousand. I'll, I'll let people know because it'll be gone before they get there. Oh yeah, it's gone. Like it's like oh you ain't got you ain't got the money, and I wouldn't give and I, and nobody gets a dime. I mean like you know other like this is my like this is the house's this is the house's money. Mm-hmm. Saying like as far as like oh like like I feel like if you get up into like the tens or hundreds of millions, you know, like a Powerball jackpot, you can kick out. You know, it would probably be in your best interest to kick out to people. But, like, we get into, like, the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. No, nah, that's the house's money. That's my money. You're going to have to wait on whatever you think you're going to get kicked out to you. Because all these bills got to get paid, all this debt, whatever it is. You know, whatever we got to take care of is getting taken care of. And you are, you know, last on the list as far as they look, as far as I'm concerned. Like, hey man, you remember that ten dollars you owed me, nigga? I only want a hundred thousand. It ain't enough for you. <laughs> Look, let me win. Look, dog, I just spent like a thousand. I put I put a thou wow on more lottery tickets, homie. Let me win that mega millions, two hundred sixty million dollars. When that happens. I got you. But until then, nigga, I'm broke. Don't even look at me. I got bills to pay. I ain't got that right now. I don't understand why you want me right now. You should be celebrating with me, my nigga. I just won a hundred a hundred thousand. A hundred thou wow, nigga. A hundred racks. Nigga, I just got that. And you standing here immediately ask me about a funky ass ten dollars. <laughs> How dare you, nigga? <laughs> How dare you get in my face? Ask me about $10. Do you know? Do you know how much money I had to spend for this ticket? My nigga. (laughs) Just look, 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 dog, look, look. Yeah, no, look. I will pay you when I see you, okay? When I see you, I swear to God I'm going to see you. Look, look, look. All right, granddad. I'll talk to you later. I love you. Bye.
Yeah. It ain't enough to pay these niggas back. And I think I honestly do believe that if I paid people back with $100,000, my beloved wife would be pissed with me. Like, after taxes, yeah. she brought down to like 70000 she'd be right. hella mad. Right. That's, I mean, that's, what it, that's why it's just like, well, sure, I'll tell somebody that I need a new car. That could be half of it, you know, or a quarter of it, you know, depending on how much the car costs and everything. It's just like, man, nah, ain't no way. Like, ain't no, nah, everybody's not going to get, you know, favor ain't fair. You know, everybody ain't going to get, everybody ain't get somebody's shit come in, you know, and maybe it helps you too. But, you know, I don't know. Sometimes the, the water don't lift all the boats. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> And and a hundred thousand is just enough to pay off all your debts, nigga. We ain't even rich. We just back at zero. We start right back at one, like Brian McKnight. Right. We ain't got our credit here. back. We got our credit back together. Right. But that's all we got. <laughs> right. And the bad thing is, a week after you pay off all that debt with that hundred thousand, debt come right back. It starts stacking right back oh, up. Yeah. Just. You don't know how to act. <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. And you start I'm, swiping shit. <laughs> I'm free to buy these Beyonce tickets. Yep. That's Wait, probably something I, I would buy too. I got this card though. You ain't learned shit. Was that my conscience? Because <laughs> <laughs> if so, my conscience wasn't saying shit when I was looking at that Tesla. Why am I conscious? I love my granddad anyway. <laughs> Turned out it really is your granddad still salty over the $10. You ain't learned shit. <laughs> oh, man. A woman flew off the handle at an upstate McDonald's when she didn't get her order of small fries fast enough. Yelling, homophob- yelling homophobic slurs and threatening employees with a gun. Cops and the store's manager said. An unidentified woman pulled up to the drive through in Albany at around 7.20 p.m. on Saturday. She had been waiting for about two minutes when employees mm. asked her to pull into the parking lot and said they'd bring her the fries because there was a line around the corner, the fast food manager uh, told the post. She was like, fuck you! <laughs> she was very upset and wouldn't park. She was arguing and called my employee a homophobic slur. The e- the woman even flung a slushy she had in her car at the drive-thru window. So now she's thirsty, too. Finally, she parked and then rushed into the restaurant, telling more employee, telling one employee, I'm going to come back for you, according to Perez, who said he warned her she- he was calling the cops. She came inside the store screaming and shouting, cussing people out, he said. After her outburst, she walked out of the eatery and walked back into the drive-thru, where she pulled out a black handgun from her waistband and pointed at the manager. I was very scared, Perez said. I'm new to Albany. We don't deal with this in Massachusetts, nigga. Yes, the fuck you do. (laughs) It was quite intense, he added. Everyone was shaken up. The woman's female friend, who was in the car with her, calmed her down, and the pair left without their food cops were still looking for her on Monday and were reviewing security video footage of the incident, Smith said. Dang, she was wilding. 
over some french fries and you know what those mcdonald's fries are really good but they're not good enough to go to jail behind or to pull a gun on somebody and that's what her friend said (laughs) (laughs) i can understand you being mad over you know a steak being overcooked because they just assume black folks like things well done I can understand the fries being cold. That shit pisses me off. I can understand if they gave you an apple pie that was like cold in the middle. That's irritating too. But did you have to throw my slushy? You knew that was my slushy. <laughs> you reached over to the passenger side of the cup holder because you know there's the driver's side cup holder and the passenger side cup holder. They're side by side. You reached over to the passenger side cup holder and grabbed my slushy and threw it at them. You walk to the car, said you'll be right back, grab the gun, walk back into the drive-thru. Do you know how many people she interrupted to get back to that drive-thru? Like, she's walking up on cars. <laughs> hold up, nigga. Hold up. Hold up. I said hold up. Yo, manager, somebody gon' give me my fries. <laughs> Ain't you the motherfucker who just threw a slushy at me? Now I'm throwing bullets. <laughs> I can understand the anger that comes from having certain things happen to you at McDonald's, like having to eat there. But over a small fry, you you pulling a you pulling a blammer? <laughs> over a small fry though? This ain't even super size. This is the small, the one that comes in the, the, the one, the only one that still actually comes in the paper wrapper thing. They only oh, give wow. you like five fries in it. Yeah, that's like the kids meal size. You ready to murk niggas over a small fry? Do you not realize that in the long run of things, a small fry is small fries in the world of just everything? That worked out better in my head, but it's okay. This motherfucker had a gun. A gun was pulling rocket launchers on niggas. And got away scot-free. I bet you as they pulled off her friend screen down. We wildin'! Oh man! Oh man! Okay, so so fast. So this is this is a fast food segue, but uh, saw a video on World Star of this dude who basically looked like he was the height of Zac Efron, mm. talking shit. Right, talking shit to a black dude who looked like he was about six three, mm-hmm. and this dude yells the the white dude yells back at the black dude like he says, "I'm not even gonna call you the n word, you black guy." Like he said it just like that, and then that dude got launched into the cook area, <laughs> over the computers, over the counter, over the computers, like launched, launched. I understand the whole. No, I don't. I don't. I don't understand getting mad over having to wait, and I understand getting mad enough where you feel like you got to talk to the person in front of you. To express how upset you are that you have to wait. I never understood it when I was in, in, in elementary school. Where folks were drinking water and there'd be that person. That one person. 
One, two, three, one, two, three. <sighs> Say something for the whales. God, you're going to drink all of it. You know that water comes out the toilet, right? The water pipe and the toilet pipe are connected, so you're drinking bathtub water. I never understood it back then. For this to be happening now, he's, I hope he got launched and just slid like hella far. I hope he slid into the future where he was able to tell Wynton and Marcellus it ain't shit changed. You gotta come back and save us all. <sighs> Authorities say a Florida man climbed on top of playground equipment and yelled a vulgar explanation of where babies come from as the children played. <laughs> An officer said he watched 30-year-old Otis Dwayne Ryan climb on top of a piece of equipment where children were playing on Sunday and start shouting the babies come out of women. The officer said Ryan used inappropriate language. Parents rushed to remove their children from the busy playground. Earlier in the day, police said Ryan approached tourists and made inappropriate comments to women in an effort to get their male partners to confront them. An officer was watching him at that time, too. He was charged with disorderly conduct, found guilty, and fined $118,000 or $118. Children, gather! <laughs> I know where y'all come from. I know where babies are made. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. This is where babies come from. Up your butt and around the corner. Where the fudge is made. No, wait. Wrong. Wait. No. That's the wrong hole. Babies are made. When your mom... And dad are having sex in the butthole. And then your dad pees on your mom's stomach. Wait, no. Wow. <laughs> Babies are made. Side note. You're a cute baby. I know where you came from. 3754 Clean Wash Drive. I, I I live near you. Back to the story. Babies are made when moms and dads are about to break up and one of them wants to save the relationship. Wait, have I said too much? Wow. <laughs> That's really messed up, man. Like, man, shout out to those people, man. Shout out if you was a... Shout out to you keeping nigga babies. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> no, I swear this dude was just yelling. Like my when I read this and this dude, you know, for the listeners, this 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 person has like a huge face tattoo. Face tattoos probably. 
And when I saw this story, I was definitely thinking that he was just like yelling pussy at the top of his lungs. Like, I feel like that was the vulgar word that he went for. He did not get like, you know, anatomically correct. He wasn't saying like babies come from the vagina. He was yelling pussy real, real loud. Yeah, and it wasn't funny like in Boomerang. <laughs> it was not a joke. Or like it was on Right Said Fred when we were all singing it. I'm too sexy for my cat. Too sexy for my cat. Oh, pussy. Oh, pussy cat. <laughs> I'm a model. I wonder what he's doing now. Pussy! Yo, yo, I know where you came from. I know where you came from. Look, look, you came from a failed relationship between two people who couldn't see eye to eye. Is that going too deep for you? And you, you, you are, you, you, you look just like the butler. And you, you look just like your mom's maid. Is your name Alfred? I'm just saying there are certain things that are showing where children are coming from. And it is quite apparent in this day and age that unless you plug that hole up with bubble wrap and, and, and styrofoam, they will keep falling out because that's the way the children are made. When you wish upon a star, children fall out the vagina. <laughs> you like my tattoo? So, Steve Harvey has made a career out of offering up relationship advice to women, so it's no surprise that he did so again at a recent event. Quote, I tell women this all the time. All men can change, and all men will change, but there's only one woman that we're going to change for. I fucking hate him, by the way. Just a side note. I mean, <laughs> Family Feud, ugh, but him, ugh. And then he made, um... The Steve Harvey show, which I liked, and it's like, ugh, did I like him or did I like everybody else? And then he was on um, The Kings of Comedy, and I was like, ha, ha, but not for him. I was like, ugh, and then everybody else was like, ha, ha, and he was like, ugh. It's just one. We don't change for all women. We only change for one woman. If he ain't changing, you ain't the one. In a, uh, yeah, I'll give you a few moments to let that one ruminate. Want me to read it again? I can read it again. I'm going to read it again. I tell women this all the time. All men can change and all men will change, but there's only one woman that we going to change for. And that's Michelle Obama. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. It's just one. We don't change for all woman. He said all woman. We don't change for all woman. We only change for one woman. If he ain't changing, you ain't the one woman. And the apparent response is newest piece uh. of uh, advice making the rounds online. Many folks have finally called out the issues with listening to the radio talk show host when it comes to relationships. Because, you know, he's been through two divorces and uh, married his wife in 2007. 
quote, Steve Harvey's rise of relationship guru has been fascinating to watch. I mean, fuck that nigga and his trash ass opinions. I'm just stating it's amazing that people will really let any old damn body give them love advice, one person said. Me going to Steve Harvey for relationship advice is like going to Birdman about money management, someone said. Why would you listen to him? Yeah, I don't I don't know. They I mean Yeah, Steve Harvey, somebody else on the show, obviously that's full of shit. At the same time though, <laughs> I wish somebody I mean, I think there's something to be said about boundaries and and paying attention to who people are, you know, and not uh and not staying in a relationship too long it's just that steve harvey isn't the right messenger for that type of shit because he's not really he doesn't have a nuanced approach to the shit he only has stuff for women yeah that makes it to sound like they're to blame for their relationship troubles steve harvey is the equivalent of that uh attorney whose face is on the buses whose number is like five 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 Nobody ever really calls them, but yet they keep giving out legal advice. That was fake deep. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody, nobody should be, nobody should be reaching out to him for relationship advice. No, no, I, no. Matter of fact, if you reach out to him for relationship advice, just do the opposite. And niggas, you should be changing because you need to change. It ain't because of uh, any specific person other than you realizing that your opinion is trash and use a trash ass nigga and need to change. Winton, Marcellus. Three actresses are calling for the boycott of an Atlanta restaurant after they are arrested for entering the restaurant. And taking too long in the restroom. Erica Walker, Brittany Marie Lucio, and Asia Sherelle Epperson, a former finalist on American Idol and an actress on the television series Greenleaf, entered Houston's in Atlanta on Mother's Day. Although the kitchen was closed, the women say the restaurant was open and customers were still dining when they went to the restroom. Houston's shift manager summoned an off-duty police officer who was working security to remove the women from the restroom after they were in there a grand total of 10 minutes. The officer report indicated that he entered the bathroom and asked the women to leave, but they laughed at him. The report states that the cop grabbed Lucio by the wrist, but she pulled away and said, get your hands off me. The officer grabbed her wrist again and pulled her outside the, the restaurant and that's when things got crazy. According to the officer's version of events, the woman whom he just easily pulled out of a bathroom and through a restaurant and dragged outside went super saiyan and screamed, get your fucking hands off me. You ain't about to touch me. The policeman says, then Lucio punched him in the mouth, causing a cut to his lip. 
The off-duty cop told employees to call 911, but by then, Lucio had apparently turned her superpowers off because the cop was able to restrain both Lucio and Walker all by himself. Meanwhile, Epperson pulled out her phone and began recording. The video shows the officer holding Lucio and Walker in the bushes as they try to get him off of them. One of them claimed that she was going to call the real cops as a restaurant employee, presumably the shift manager, explained that she was assaulting a police officer. Soon, another officer arrived and arrested all three women for criminal trespass. Lucio was also charged with felony obstruction. The Atlanta Police Department says the actress's charges of excessive force will be reviewed by the office's office by the department's office of per- professional standards. Okay, so did you watch the video? The the video of this? Yes. No. Did you watch it? Okay, because I didn't. Obviously, I didn't watch it either. Because what I'm trying to to gauge is was this just a plain clothes officer going into a lady's room snatching up a woman you you know it's like snatching up women Mm -hmm. because i can't imagine uh somebody who just looks like a joe schmo coming into a lady's room trying to snatch me up and me not fighting back i'm looking at this video uh, now nah, he's wearing a police uniform. Oh, okay, okay. Because it's still, because it's, it's still, it's still not okay. No, it's I was still not cool. Thinking. You don't. How you just walk into a women's restroom and be like, y'all need to get out? Like, isn't there a, a thing where once they say, you know, it's women in a restroom, don't shouldn't they dispatch a, a lady out? I mean, that's at least what people see. More people on Twitter were saying that that was how it worked in, you know, where they were. The only thing I can think of is that it's different in different states. That's the only thing that I can think of is that if it's not like that, if that's not an across the board thing, it's just different states got different procedure for this kind of stuff. It's it's still stupid though. It's like how you call some, like, I can't imagine somebody calling the police on me. I'll call the police on you. If you win 100000 and you don't give me my 10 bucks, that's what my grandfather would be saying. And I'd be like, granddad, this ain't really the time or the place. And he'd be like, any time is the time and place for you to see these hands. If you don't give me my money, little nigga, I taught you everything you know, but I didn't teach you everything I know. We'll be right back. This single simulcast. Uh, this is Ray, uh, aka Black Show Bob, and you're listening to Single Simulcast. Hey, everybody, this is Gerald Jones from the Buy Black Podcast, and you're listening to Single Simulcast. I've been drinking a whole bottle of wine through this episode. This is the first podcast I've been on where I've been allowed to drink, and I'm loving it. Y'all keep listening. You're listening to Single Simulcast with Rashani and my mom, Shante Fabulous. Hi, that was, that was Simple Sensation. Single Simulcast will surely surface beautifully. I have no idea what else to say here. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Single Simulcast.
single simulcast wants your reviews. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, or wherever you listen to us. Tag single simulcast with the screenshot of your review on Facebook or use the hashtag SSCast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hi, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown of Collars podcast, and you are listening to Single Simulcast with my man Rashani and Shante Fabulous, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And I'm your favorite podcaster. So that should be your favorite podcaster, because I'm your fave, fave, and your fave, fave. Check them out on Single Simulcast. And check out Crown of Collars. Find wherever you can find great podcasts and the CSPN Network. Who Raised You podcast is a kitchen table conversation between Karen, Jolly and Yang, and Treasure Shields Redmond. <laughs> As we explore how culture, family, and intersecting identities pave our way toward liberation, we want to know who raised you. We're curious and sometimes a bit irritated. Sit down. We have lots to talk about. Are you interested in supporting this black podcast? Awesome. Become a Patreon member at www.patreon.com slash single simulcast. And for $5, you'll be able to chat with the hosts during our monthly Q and Awesome session. You can also support the show via our Teespring store at teespring.com slash stores slash single dash simulcast and get a shirt or a mug. You also have the option to put a little something in our cup at paypal.me slash single simulcast. My name is Jordan Redfield Wade. Well, well, well. If it isn't the so-called people's champion. By day, I'm a philanthropist and private investigator. You risk your own life to try and protect someone who needed it. If that's what's needed to be a hero, then I want to help. But by night, I protect the people of New York City in a different way. My name, champ, is Redwing. Do I need to count the sheer number of felonies you committed today? As she lay dying, I promised my mother that I would fight for those who couldn't fight for themselves. And I refused to let her down. I would do anything to keep you safe. You know that. Anything. Even murder? If that's what it took, then yes. I am the defender of Newark City. Justice is not something you can manufacture. I am Red Wing. Hello, this is Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast, and you are listening to the single simulcast with Rayshani and Shante Fabulous, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. That sounds about right. <laughs> so wherever you can find good podcasts, that is where you'll find a single simulcast. So please check them out. And while you're there, please check out the Mocha Minutes podcast. All right. See you guys later. You did something, and I, I heard me. Something, 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 something. I don't something, anymore. Something, something for the honeys. A little something, something. Something for the honeys. Yeah. Guy that likes to. I don't even know the words anymore. I can't remember the words either. Actually, that's what was just happening. I was like, "What did he say in that song?" I really don't know any of the words. Yeah, that was his, that was his, that, all you know is, you know what, some for the honeys, you know what, something, I, bet, something. I, bet you, I bet you we play that song as soon as we hear it, we're going to know the words sporadically. I'm the kind of guy that likes to pick you up, that's not it, in my something something truck, put it in your butt. <laughs> 
That should be it. That's a much better line than whatever he came up with. Dang. Montel Jordan, his one, something for the honeys isn't even one of his top five songs on uh, Spotify. You serious? Wow. Like he has, he what has, he has four other songs. <laughs> Let's get it on tonight. <laughs> Let's get it on tonight. Uh, okay. yeah. I forgot, I forgot about that twice. Wait, this is how you do it is on there twice? It's yeah. like a remix? Probably because, you know, if you have a best of album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how the fuck does he have a best of album? I don't know. Let's see what's on it. Kick back. I turn around my baseball cap. I'm a 46. Oh my god. Is this something for the hunters? Yeah, he is. That's what he did, man. He would he would sound like he was about to rap and he'd sing Tyree Styles. Definitely you. Type of guy who takes time to just kick back. Turn around my baseball cap. I got a forty-six. Oh my god! Ivory. Let's see. These are not worth my while. Check it out. I'm so and I know that's hit it and I hit it if she's with it. I get the five to the six, seven digits. Call her up for myself. And all the shit that I say. <laughs> the fun the will begin like, when I hit the scissors. <laughs> you, you fucking called that shit. As soon as the fucking song played, it was like, I got it. Shante, go ahead and do your shout outs. Yeah, uh, shout out to everyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, just leave a review. Leave leave a review. Not of this so episode. You, yeah, not of this one. This one, but <laughs> a review of another episode. So Rashani can give away five uh, copies of Black Panther. Yep. Um, at this point, let me see if we have any. That's how I know because, you know, we started off with a fresh slate as far as iTunes, so I know if we have any at all. Also, for the the, the, the giveaway, does it need to be USA only? No, but they need to tell us the country. Oh, okay. So then we can find them. Okay. Man, I don't, I don't understand it. The Cersei episode was so clean and so clear. And then Comcast was like, fuck y'all niggas. Yeah, today's just not the day. And tomorrow's not looking good either. That's what my mom would say. Well, everybody, we thank y'all for trying to listen. Um, good thing about this episode being so short is that uh, I can spend time and actually try and edit this into something uh, that y'all won't even know how broken this shit really was because the stuff that we said was so great. It was greatness. But if you missed any of it because the system broke up, let me remind you, fuck Wynton Marcellus, uh, fuck Snoop Dogg, um, fuck Donald Trump, uh, fuck Tom Brady, fuck Boston, fuck the Atlanta PD, uh, fuck anybody who listens or fuck Steve Harvey's opinion. Fuck Steve Harvey as a staff, record label, and as a crew. Um, I think that about sums it up. 
Boom. Oh yeah. And uh babies come from the booty hole. Um <laughs> seriously though, if y'all need to give us a call, if y'all need to talk, we're here. Just reach out. We're always there to listen. Um and we thank y'all so much for taking time out. Uh this single simulcast episode two ninety seven. Uh we'll holler at y'all later. Be good. Peace. This is single simulcast. Don't know by now that you say.